basketball looks into every corner of the women's basketball world and a corner I have been curious to hear more about comes from Lila Grubman, uh, the guard at Yale. We have a lot to talk about. We're going to get into it right away. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Megdahl, reminding you that you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB. You can make sure to make us your first listen every day. We have six days a week covering women's basketball every weekday. Saturdays, we got the WNBA draft covered. Make sure you are making us your listen on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. And of course, it's not just me, the entire team at thenexthoops.com. We have over 100 reported pieces every single month. The great Jen Hatfield on Ivy League previews. And we're going to make sure that we've got you covered throughout this college basketball season, thenexthoops.com. But I am really excited because... Lila Grubman is here, and I have been following your career, dating back to high school, been charting your progress. You first came to my attention in a publication called The Jewish Sports Review, which sadly shut down a couple of months ago. Um, But there's a lot to what you bring to Yale, even though I know you are recovering from a torn ACL. So, Lila, thank you for being here. Uh, A lot to get into, and I guess the place to start is just uh, how are you feeling right now? You know, what your timetable is? And let's just talk about um, sort of when you're going to be able to get into the mix here at Yale. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of my ACL, I toured a couple of weeks ago and I'm planning on getting surgery in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the recovery time for an ACL is nine to 12 months. So I should be back playing by next season. And it'd be exciting to see. And uh, as, as I told you off air, so many players have gone through it. You get to the other side and really excited to see what happens. But of course, you bring so much to the table, you know, coming to Yale. And the thing, obviously, that jumped out to me first and foremost was your musical background. The fact that you play multiple musical instruments, the fact that you like to arrange music, the fact that you play the tuba specifically. And so take me through that, that decision, because making the, making the decision to play the tuba is a decision writ large. Yeah. Um, it definitely, it is an interesting story. So I actually started off um, in elementary school playing the flute and I just was not a fan of it. I don't know why. I generally love playing any instrument that she'll give to me, but for some reason, the flute and I just weren't a match. So when we, when I moved on to middle school, um, sixth grade, the band director was like, we need more tubas because we didn't have any tuba players. Would anyone like to try it out? And I was, I jumped at the opportunity, anything to get me away from playing the flute. Um, and then I guess I just kind of fell in love with playing the tuba. So kind of went from there. The ability to play the tuba, I mean, it requires a lot of lifting and carrying, I know, it requires uh, the type of uh, wind that uh, is kind of next level. Was that a major adjustment? Like, when did you start to feel comfortable 
playing that instrument? For me, I don't think it was actually that much of an adjustment. Hmm. I guess like my background in sports kind of helped with that because my lung capacity was already pretty good. I was already pretty strong. So it was definitely a big adjustment from the flute, but um, overall not too, not too much to adjust to. Um, but definitely marching band, pep band in high school, that was, that was a workout. I can imagine. And so doing that, you know, for our listeners, I, I think people need to understand that adjusting to the tuba not being so difficult or being something you took to is kind of a recurring thing in your life. I, the fact that you didn't play volleyball until your junior year of high school and then by senior year, you were captain in the team. Uh, I, I think this is something that tends to happen again and again um, and may seem ordinary to you, Lila, but is not ordinary to uh, most people. And so uh, you, you talk about that moment in marching band, being able to combine being a marching band and, and your academic achievements with playing three sports, three sports, everyone needs to understand. Like it is it was always Lila Grubman season at her high school is the way to put it. Uh, did, was it ever, uh, was it ever difficult for you to pick and choose when there were so many areas that you not only were interested in, but were excelling at uh, throughout your high school life? I wouldn't say it was difficult. Perhaps occasionally it would be difficult to manage them at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, like simultaneously, it was a lot of juggling, but I mean, in terms of the sports, it was, I just took it season by season. You know, one season ended and flowed right into the next. So I kind of just went with the flow and um, went through that. And then everything extracurricularly. Um, I don't know. It kind of, it wasn't that hard in high school to manage all of those things because a lot of the extracurriculars didn't require a significant um commitment I would say outside mm -hmm. of like school so I would kind of break it down into like during the school day that would be pretty much when I would do my extracurriculars mm -hmm. um, when I would focus on them and all of that and then once the school day ended I'd go straight into sports and I'd dedicate my time to that so it's a lot of compartmentalization but um I think I've figured it out and learned how to work through it pretty early on. So pretty clearly. And, and spoiler alert, the volleyball story ends with you getting MVP of your team, your senior year. So it was, it worked <laughs> out pretty well too. Um, but in terms of the specifics of basketball, take me through. And, and again, I just think it's worth noting. I just feel, I see obviously so many similarities in the stories to that of Sue Bird, who is, a, um, a Syosset product as well, somebody who came up, who uh, won a lot of, uh, to, the, to the point of seriously, the similar awards, you know, uh, were being covered in the same publication. And so there were kind of those echoes that I'm seeing from afar. I just wonder for you experiencing it, living it, was that a part of your thinking? Was Sue Bird a model? Was there um, a way in which you thought, you know, in some ways I can follow in her footsteps? On some aspect, yes. But I would say overall, I tried not to 
be too comparable with her. I kind of wanted to um, forge my own path, I guess, mm -hmm. because in high school, you know, obviously Subird was a huge part of the Syosset history, sure, um, or at least the Syosset athletics history. So it would be constant comparison between me and Sue Bird. And, you know, obviously it's an honor to be compared to someone like her, but I kind of just wanted to do my own thing and be known for just being me. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. I'm a small business owner. I know it well. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified job candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. I know for us over at The Next, it is so important, not just that you find somebody who is able to do the work, but somebody who fits in to the culture that we are building at thenexthoops.com. So I know it all too well. So you go ahead, add your job, and then the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game -game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game-to-Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Dame to Dame on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Women's Basketball, your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest story of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Locked On Women's Basketball, your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest story of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, And it's a hard, first of all, it's an unfair comparison, right? It's an unfair thing to put on anyone to say, hey, you're like this, you know, future Hall of Famer simply by virtue of the town that you're growing up in. But I even wonder just beyond that, uh, in terms of the individual aspects of your game, are, are there players who you pattern yourself after? Are there players who you think are more uh, more accurately comparable to the type of game you bring to the to the floor? Um, I wouldn't say there's anyone I particularly model my game after. I kind of look at um i look at skill in the sport as a general pool and i kind of just try to combine as many players as i can like Subert was a huge um model for me in terms of the sport definitely just because she's so great but yeah i wouldn't say there is one particular 
um, player that I would model my game after. And, and then just from the musical side of it as well, how much does that play a part when you think about the Yale experience? How much are you looking forward to get involved on the music side within your Yale experience as a whole? Music probably wouldn't play as much of a role for me, mm -hmm. like in terms of Yale organized programs or um, clubs or anything like that. Um, but I definitely do still pursue music. Like I'll go down, we have some practice rooms in the basement mm -hmm. and they have like pianos and stuff. So I'll go down and I'll play the piano um, and I'll just mess around with that for half an hour to an hour just keep myself up with the music, but um, definitely definitely not bringing a tuba here anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that itself is a commitment. Uh, and so I, I wanna talk a little bit more about your role within the broader context of society and also in terms of Yale and a program very much on the rise. Uh, first, I wanna talk, if, if, if I can, about uh, LinkedIn which is our sponsor today. And it's worth remembering that every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You wanna be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. I know over at The Next, it's something that I'm working with all the time to make sure that the people we bring in are passionate and knowledgeable about women's basketball. It is significant. And so that's why LinkedIn Jobs is so important. It helps you find the qualified candidates you wanna to talk to faster. So go post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Um, and, and just the last thing I wanted to ask, because again, you know, you talk about the piano as just another thing you play. So is it piano? It's tuba. Are there, are there any other instruments as well? Um, there's a few. I mean, I had, there was a period of time in which I just wanted to try and learn as many instruments as I could. And they're obviously at varying levels of proficiency. Sure. But, um, you know, I play the guitar, I can play the cello, um, the saxophone, the clarinet, mm -hmm. um, just a bunch of other random instruments that I kind of would just pick up and figure out how to play. That's it. That's that's all. That's. <laughs> oh, there's 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 a couple more. It's a, it's a... No, I, I, but I, I, I mean, I joke, but I, but I'm, and and I don't mean to put you on the spot in this way, but, but you must understand that that's not a typical thing for people to be able to do to be able to just pick up instruments and play it. Was there sort of a moment you realized that you know, look, this, this is something where you know I I have an extra uh, proficiency or I have a gift in this in this area, and is it something uh, that is um, meaningful to you, not just in terms of being able to do it, but as you think about sort of your life ahead, having this kind of in your back pocket? I wouldn't say I think of it as anything that would give me a potential advantage, like um, in the workforce or anything that I want to pursue later on in life, mm -hmm. but definitely as a hobby and something that I'll just have for the rest of my life. I mm -hmm. love it. Yeah, just just as a as a life pleasure is something yes. where I was thinking more in those terms. Uh, is when you think about 
what's ahead for you. And I know you are just at the beginning of your college career, but is pro basketball the place where you want to end up? Have you, you know, have you given that much thought in terms of what you want to be doing professionally? It's definitely crossed my mind a few times. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I've settled. Well, I definitely haven't settled um, on a decision regarding that. And I probably won't for the foreseeable future, but I'm very interested in law. So hopefully in the future, my plan is to attend law school and see where that takes me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't really know how basketball would factor into that yet. It's it's. There's no way to know uh, the, the way life unfolds and, and obviously specifically uh, to the world we're living in uh, at this point. Um, let's talk about this Yale team, because obviously, you know, to have a cerebral presence like yourself, somebody who knows the game, who thinks about the game uh, on the bench this year to be able to participate in what's going on is itself an advantage for Yale. And it's an advantage, I think, for you as well. I've talked to numerous players who sat out the year, you know, everyone from Brianna Stewart to Kelsey Plum. And they always talk about the fact that it allows you to see the game in a different way. It's early, obviously. It's been a month since the injury. But do you already begin to feel that? that you're, you're, you're viewing practice in a different way than I'm sure you ever did throughout your career. Yeah, I was – this is something I would actually think about a lot. Um, so I started kind of thinking about it as – a blessing in disguise or maybe maybe not as far as a blessing but it definitely has its benefits because i'm the type of player i like to think i like to watch and i like to learn i like to observe um and that's kind of how i adjust how i acclimate mm -hmm. and i think it in general just gets me a better sense of what college basketball is like and there's always there's definitely stuff that happens on the court that I'm missing, um, you know, just the experience of being out there, mm -hmm. feeling the pace of the game um, and getting used to all of that, which will definitely be an adjustment in the future when I do come back. But in terms of the IQ aspect of it, I think that being on the sidelines and being able to watch um, and learn is definitely an added benefit specifically to be in a program that includes Jenna Clark and what she's already done and what Jenna, you know, has ahead of her. She's on the Nancy Lieberman watch list and somebody who obviously is a really significant presence. Uh, did that play a part, I guess, twofold? One, is it something where you feel like that's something you're specifically able to learn at your position? And uh, two, did that play a part in uh, picking Yale, for instance, over, you know, what I know were a lot of schools who were very interested in you. Yeah, I wouldn't say it played a part in picking Yale. Um, it was mostly just my visit here in comparison to all the other schools that I visited. Mm -hmm. The environment here, um, the team, the coaching staff, even though it was a different coaching staff at the time, um, but more than that, just I was walking around with my parents. We just came up to visit for a day. No basketball involved, just to see the school. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up having a conversation with a guy about trees. Probably one of the most 
random conversations that I've ever had in my life. And I honestly don't even know how it started, but it was, <clears throat> it gave me insight into the type of people that go here yeah. and just their overall eagerness to have a conversation with you, no matter who you are, no matter how knowledgeable you are on the subject, because I am definitely not proficient in the subject of trees or anything really about trees, but it was still a fun conversation. So that, just that encounter played a huge role in my decisions and my sentiments on Yale. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting the start of the upcoming women's college basketball season, not to mention NBA and NFL. Find all your latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, especially women's sports. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Based on your life experience date, I assume if you picked up trees, you would be an arborist by next year, but that is perhaps just my personal opinion about it. Um, I, I want to touch on two other things uh, before, before we go. Um, and one of them is just uh, something uh, that is so admirable in my view. Uh, you uh, have volunteered at something called Camp Horseability, uh, a program that aims to improve the lives of individuals with special needs through hypotherapy and other, uh, other interactions each summer since you were 12. Um, take me through how that came about and why that was something so significant for you to not just do once, but to continue to do over and over again. Yeah, so it actually started as my mitzvah project for my bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just, my mom and I were researching some organizations that I was thinking about um, participating in, donating to, you know, any of that. And I, because my summers already were pretty packed with basketball and camp and all that stuff, but Camp Horseability is only, although they do run year round, um, that's, that specific camp is only a week long. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'll just go for it. You know, I didn't really have any preconceptions going into it. Also, I was young, so I wasn't as good at thinking about things. But I went and I'm not really sure. Something about seeing the kids, the people there, how they changed when they interacted, especially with the horses, um, just how much fun they would have, how much it would make them laugh, smile. Um, it was just, you could see how much of an impact it had on them and on their lives. And that really resonated within me. So um, I went back the year after and I just, kept going back. I uh, appreciate the force for good that you are being in the world in a host of different ways. And just to tie it back to when you talk about your mitzvah project, um, that my older daughter is going through this right now at 12. 
and uh, preparing for her bat mitzvah in April. And again, as I said, I first read about you in the Jewish Sports Review. And we are at a fraught time for Jewish relations in America. We're at a time where people feel more comfortable in the public eye speaking about and in favor of anti-Semitism than at any time in my lifetime. And I think at any time that I can remember. And I guess, um, you know, I have a a couple of questions about it. But, you know, first and foremost, uh, for you to be a Jewish athlete, um, to be in basketball, to be uh, a prominent and presumably increasingly prominent figure as you continue your career. Have you thought about that impact and uh, the ways in which you can uh, perhaps have an impact on uh, Jewish life in America um, by virtue of, of being that figure, both existing as that figure and also being able to speak out uh, as that figure? Yeah, it's definitely been something that crossed my mind um, frequently, especially, you know, as the news kept getting more frequent mm-hmm. and more severe. I I don't know, I would just think about that. But yeah, definitely with um, increased prominence, I would want to do my best to help make an impact in that regard. Thankfully, though, I would say that it hasn't had a negative impact on me. Um, So I haven't experienced any of that firsthand. But yeah, being a part of the community and reading about um, seeing in the news what's going on is definitely hard. I know you you grow up in Syosset where there is a thriving Jewish community and there's a certain feeling of protection. Um, I, I grew up in a town called Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which was a similar, uh, I think we had five reformed synagogues alone um, in the town of Cherry Hill. And it, it is just, it's sobering, obviously. And then, you know, to even see it within the realm of athletics and see that get debated, um, has it been as surprising for you as I guess it's been for me to see just how quickly it seems like everything is escalated? Surprising probably wouldn't be the right term for me because, I mean, in terms of everything else negative that's going on in the news, how quickly things escalate with people, especially in um, today's climate, the political climate of today and how society is now, you know, things with racism escalate ridiculously quickly. Um, So I'd never really expected this to be any different in that regard. So yeah, I I wasn't surprised. Um, Upset, definitely, but not surprised, unfortunately. No, that's fair. And and I think the extent to which people need to understand the battle for marginalized groups and um, the attacks on them are going to be uh, coming from uh, a lot of the same places is something that should lead to no one being surprised. So you're, you're uh, ahead of the game uh, once again with this. But uh, again, we thank you very much for your time, Lila Grubman, and thank you for... Uh, 
the ways in which you are impacting the world already. We are, uh, I can speak personally, point of personal privilege, very excited to cover your first game when it comes. And uh, it will come. And I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, to our listeners, thank you, as always, for making us your first listen here at Locked On Women's Basketball. Uh, as a reminder, for your next listen, you can go check out Locked On Sports Today, which is the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Uh, please join us tomorrow. Uh, I was joined by Brenda Fries, uh, University of Maryland head coach, and we'll be talking about the Terrapins, and um, I guess in keeping the theme of Jewish basketball, Abby Myers will be part of the University of Maryland team, uh, another Jewish basketball player to keep your eye on. Uh, that Jewish basketball doesn't tend to be our theme, Lila, but uh, it seems to be this particular week. So <laughs> there you have it. But truly, thank you and all the best of luck to you. Yeah, Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you. Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.